Welcome back, everyone, to Story Reckless. Uh, I am Nathan. I will be your DM this evening. I use he, him pronouns. And uh, let's introduce our players. My name is Claire. My pronouns are they, them. And I am still playing Kadam, half-elf grave cleric. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. Olive, you're muted. <laughs> my name is Olive. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> uh, my name is Olive. Um, I use they and she pronouns. And I'm playing Lovelace Centaur Worm, apparently, hanging out in all these tunnels. <laughs> Got it. Understood. It took me a, took me a second there. Um, yeah, well, with that, let's uh, do some quick updates here before we go into the recap. I uh, just want to throw some updates out. First off, I want to say thank you to everybody for helping us um, reach our goal of 50 followers and our path to affiliate. However... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we looked into it to what what was actually the entail of becoming an affiliate, and we've decided not to become an affiliate <laughs> despite <laughs> us getting the goal of, of being able to do it. Um, yeah, we thought about it, and the downsides right now for how small we are are they just don't outweigh what we would get with it. And the main one being that um, we would suddenly have ads running on our show and. You, as far as we could tell, the only way to kind of bypass that is we'd have to like put ad breaks in. Uh, I don't know. Point is, the way that you avoid the ads is by putting ads. Putting in. ads in. Yeah. yeah, you can choose to take control over when people see ads, but you have no control over whether they see ads. Point is, I won't get into the nitty gritty. We decided not to do it, um, but I do want to acknowledge the fact that uh, we got to got to that goal and just thank you everybody for helping us with that um it was very exciting <laughs> so yeah but who knows maybe someday in the future if we continue to grow maybe. um i just want to see yeah thank you uh mara you're right if we wanted to we could it's hopefully yeah. <laughs> yeah uh anyways so thank you um and let's jump right into it and uh without further ado let's do a quick little recap here what's going on so uh last time as lovelace and kadam delved into the platinum mine at the backside of the town of vermillion seeking out uh well partially seeking out to see if there were any platinum veins available but mainly for uh kadam and lovelace it was to put rest put the uh previous residents of the village of vermillion to rest those that had been turned into mean locks uh and vanquish this well but uh malevolent force that had taken hold here through a series of tents uh crawling through tunnels which uh lovely alluded to with being a worm and um having a direct confrontation with these mean locks resulting in a <laughs> actually explosive climax of some dynamite exploding within the tunnel uh you managed to destroy all the mean locks um which kadam actually put put to rest uh, killed one of them in a more gentle way um as it lie there clutched in kadam's hand limp um after being destroyed by a toll the dead spell uh, with the quiet settling over the cave, though, one of the mean locks had 
lured a black pudding into the cave and you all had a desperate escape away from this thing as it tried to dissolve Lovelace uh, as she stood her ground throwing sticks of dynamite at it. Uh, But you managed to scurry out of the caves and back out into the cool air, not dank. Uh, Well, actually, I don't know if you're going outside. So we'll say you've gotten out into the mine shaft itself um, behind you the twisting labyrinth of meanlock tunnels uh, panting a bit out of breath you stand here the collapsed section of the cave behind you uh, Monfred and Renwin Renwin not looking great very beat up clothes tattered uh, you can see bruises and cuts all over him uh, Monfred as well has some na- nasty gashes in his side from the meanlock's claws um, and he's currently clutching this one last stick of dynamite that he carefully puts into his bag. So. Would Manfred be showing visible wounds? Oh, that is a good point. No, you're absolutely right. Manfred, in fact, his clothing doesn't even look tattered or anything. Uh, he still looks as he has looked. Um, since his hat of disguise wouldn't really show that update to uh, any of his wounds. So yeah, he actually looks fine. Um, Poor guy. Although uh, you probably both, with your passive perception, you probably both notice like there is a little bit of blood that seems to kind of just suddenly appear and drip onto the floor below him, despite the fact that none of his clothes look uh, tattered. So... With that, as you step out into this mine shaft, uh, what would you both like to do? What did we learn? What did we accomplish in there? We we put them in the ground. I don't know. We made this place safer, at least for now. Now we've got the space to, I don't know, figure something else out without fearing that we're going to be taken away in the night. There's still at least three others out there, out in Vermillion proper. Uh, Monfred kind of re- like reaches his head up and his uh, hand up and is rubbing his temples. And he says, So whispers have faded. I don't hear anything anymore. And both of you, so you take a moment, you realize for the first time in a while, all you hear is just that dripping of water from the collapsed section of the cave behind you. Okay, I don't know if uh, with all that ruckus that we just made, any of them would have stayed out and let us just like go through their nest like that. I think we were able to draw them in pretty effectively. There might be one or maybe two out there. But it does lead to the question, what now? Manfred, I believe you wanted to look down the other tunnels. Oh. Yeah, uh, forgive me, I'm trying to catch my breath after all of that running around. Yes, uh, we still haven't found any signs of actual platinum veins. I would like to. I did, I did actually see a little bit back there in the nest, up on the roof. It just seemed like there were more pressing matters 
it's saying that the platinum is a sin. I mean, presumably that's not the only platinum in this mountain. Probably and right. Who knows if it was platinum? It could have been silver or something. But it, it was shiny and it was in a rock. Y'all are the geologists. It would, good, would be good for me to at least look at it so I could confirm that it is platinum or some other. Perhaps there's something down one of these other uh, tunnels. We could at least check and see. Uh, Seems considerably safer. Before we... Before we go back in there, let's uh, check these tunnels, catch our breath. Um, and I'm terribly sorry, but I'm going to need to go back in and confirm that it was platinum, unless we find some down one of these other spurs uh Renwin's just like hi do we really need to go back in there I I really just want to leave but I don't want to go by myself huh what Manfred my word's not good enough I trust your word it's more that I need to confirm what type of ore it might be uh, since you are not trained in these things, it could have been uh, shiny quartz, or it could have been silver, or perhaps something else. It's uh, not certain whether it is platinum. Alright, well let's catch our breath and check out the tunnels. Might be a moot point. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, I'll slightly montage this as, you know, not too crazy, but pushing down the northern spur as you you go down it, you do come relatively quickly to another dead end. Um, At this dead end, you see something. Yes, okay. Um, You do see uh, various uh, divots, like holes that have been drilled into the rock um, at, at various heights. Uh, upon inspecting it, you can see um, each of them are empty, uh, and there are some, like, crates that have been busted open and have been removed of all of their contents. Um, but it looks like the, the, the holes in the rock are about the size of what you saw in the mean lock layer. Um, about the same size of one of those sticks of explosives. Uh... However, you do not see any veins of platinum within here. Going down the other chamber, uh, Lovelace, as you enter, when you get to the threshold of this chamber, you actually see something first that catches your eye. Um, and you smell something. As you're approaching, there's a strong smell of, uh, how would I describe it? I mean, it's it's like <laughs> kind of like manure. <laughs> um, you can see in the dark that there there is a smattering of droppings all over the floor, uh, kind of a chalky white in coloration. And looking up in the ceiling, you see 
uh, little bundles that are slightly moving and twitching. Uh, make a perception check for me. Also, have we taken a short rest with us catching our breath? You haven't. Okay. Make a perception check for me. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Do 19, my friend. Awesome. Uh, looking up, you see, you know, these small leathery wings clutching these little furry bodies. Um, and they're all just slightly twitching, their little ears kind of moving around. However, something does catch your attention because you notice a couple of these bundles of mammals, um, bats, we'll just say they're bats, uh, these little bats clinging to the ceiling. You watch as one of them kind of, and the image itself kind of shiver, like um, shimmers and seems to like be it's really odd. There's like this displacement effect on the creature itself, kind of, <laughs> and then it goes back, and you just see the bat sitting there on the ceiling. Hold up, something, something's funny about those things. Uh, Kidam, I yeah. saw one of them shimmer. Could you uh, do your magic looking thing, magic sight? Um, I can. Do you mind if you give me ten minutes? Yeah, we can take it slow. Oh, I don't know. Something's funny about them. I don't like them. Um, I will ritual cast detect magic. Then. Sure. Before you do that, uh, this is such a loaded question. So I want you to be honest <laughs> with me. Okay. How were, um, this is to Olive. How were you speaking to uh, Kadam just now? In Volume-wise. I think. Do you like? Because like, I, it's fine if you didn't whisper. Because I know whispering can be like, as in like, actually. Yeah, yeah I think stage I think act whisper. Normal. But, I think it's like. I mean. At a normal vein, vein, Okay. Yeah, just being like, hey, hey, hold, hold up, hold up. Something's okay, okay. funny about this. Okay. 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 Uh, Kadama, as you are getting ready to um, ritual cast this, lovely. So you notice, um, as you look back into the cave. A series of these these critters like and they turn their heads towards you and you see these little eyes they start opening all up on the ceiling catching the glint of your torches and you all see these little eyes appearing in the dark all looking back towards you i don't like them and you hear this like and you see as multiple of them start to and they start shifting this strange effect where their bodies seem to be like shifting from one place to the next. And then they all and unfurl their wings and come in this huge swarm of leathery wings and black bodies that just come. And you can see that multiple of them seem to be doing this strange displacement effect just as they're swirling around you. Um, Let's roll initiative. Sorry. Uh, you woke them up. <laughs> I rolled to see if they would wake up to your speaking. Uh, okay. This normal bat behavior? These don't look like any bats you've ever seen. I don't think I've rolled above a five on the last, like, three initiative rolls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Little bats. Uh... 
think bats are so cute. By the yeah. Way. I like them. You don't like bats? I do. Bats are friends. Yeah. Bats are so cute. I sometimes try to get my partner to watch little bat videos with me and be like, see, look how cute they are. And she's usually not amused. <laughs> not enthusiastic about yeah. bat cuteness. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I'll find one and she's like, yeah, it's cute. But most times it's like, eh, I don't know. Uh, Have you seen mini bats in real life? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I've seen quite a few. Uh, Kadam, what did you get? Eleven. Eleven. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, no, I just, it was totally right there. Um, I've, have you? Lovely, so what did you get? And I'll ask you the question. Have you seen Four. Four. Okay. Um, and some, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to call this... No, I, you, you all see them. I'm not going to give them a surprise round. Um, however, they will. I will at least get allow them to. Um, they have swooped up on your position. So this song is called "Rat Battle." We'll just replace the R with a B. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so these bats are suddenly swarming around you, Lovelace and uh, Kadon. I'm out of rages. You're going to have to rely on your own hit points like yeah. an honest person. <laughs> All right. But uh, luckily, um, <laughs> uh, whatchamacallit, Renwin is up first. I also need to pull something up really quick before we kick this combat off because I was going to create a stat block for these bats, but I didn't get around to it. So I need to do some quick home brewing. Here we go. Lovelace, you're looking hurt, yeah, but not terrible. I'm at half health. I could have really used a short rest. So, as Renwin uh, pulls out his little dart gun and shoots it at the bats that are swarming around you, Kadam, let's see if it hits. Uh, And he has disadvantage on this attack as each bat is doing this strange displacement effect, which is creating this really odd... Um, odd effect that's hard to hit, but he rolls a 22, even with disadvantage. Renwin's more useful in combat than Manfred. I know. <laughs> Don't let it be true. Uh, I'm just moving you for a second, Kadam, because the bats are in your space. Cool. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Um, this is piercing damage, and because they are a swarm, yes, they have resistance. So. Six, actually only three. But I guess the bats need to make a con save, a swarm of bats. (laughs) I don't know how that works. Um, See, like, he dipped his uh, darts in, like, white nose fungus or something? uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is one of those moments where... I don't want to kill bats. I know. Bats are friends. They are. You know what? This is one of those moments where... I just can't justify how a single dart would poison the entire swarm, so I'm not even going to have that take effect. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't justify that in my head. Sure. Uh, Okay, so that was Renwin. It's now all the little bats. So here they go. 
Uh, so there are one on you, Kadam, and two on you, Lovelace. So we'll I start. don't have advantage. I didn't attack recklessly. You, that's right. Uh, so we'll I start with you. Just the novelty. Start with you, Lovelace. <laughs> Uh, here we go. 21 to hit. Yep. Okay, you're gonna suffer from four points of piercing damage as they start to all nip and bite at you. And here comes the next bat swarm. 17 to hit. Me or? You, yeah. Uh, yeah, 17. Okay. Uh, six points of piercing from that one. And Kadam. Yeah. Uh, 19 to hit. Yep. Okay. Five points of piercing. Alright. Okay, that was the bats. Kadam, you are up. Ow, Excellent. Come on, stop it! <laughs> Get off him! Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. If I move out of the shared space with the bats, will they get an attack of opportunity? Yes, they will. Mm. And there are three. Three swords. Yes. Alright. I'm gonna cast Word of Radiance. That's sorry, uh, what? Word What's of that? Radiance. What is that? I don't have never heard of that. Oh Me really? Either. It's a cantrip. Um the swarm that I'm in and the one that Lovelace is in need to make con saves. Cool. Uh, okay. Or take two D six damage. Wow. Okay. Damage. So two con saves. Here we go. An eight? And a three. Yes. Neither of those succeed, interestingly enough. Really? <laughs> Alright. Uh, that's seven points of radiant damage for each swarm. That's awesome. That's uh, a cantrip? Yeah. That's super cool. What is uh what does it look like, do you think? Um I think there's just kind of this flash of golden light. Ooh! Ooh, but first... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, first, I... I mean it is just kind of an exclamation of surprise and alarm. Yeah. Uh, but what comes out is a word of celestial, which Ooh. sounds it, like almost just like Kadam's voice, like normal, mm-hmm. but then it's as though a, a chorus comes in behind them. Mm-hmm just for a brief second and then this flash of golden light yeah and there's just a sudden cascade of dark shadows all over the walls from these numerous bats um which does remind me yeah so so all of the ones got hit so those two swarms that displacement effect you see it suddenly stop like and now they're just they look just like bats swarming around you um so attacks won't have disadvantage on them for now uh, okay. Um. Weird. Bonus action. I'm trying to decide who gets this. Bonus action healing word on Renwin. Okay. That. Yeah, go ahead, roll those. He, def- he, he needed that. does not have the amount of hit points that you do, Lovelace. <laughs> Um, that's six points of healing for him. Uh, he is almost a backup to full. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, okay, excellent, Kadam. If that's it for you, Manfred. Yep. Uh, Manfred 
will not shoot his pistol. He's going to pull out his short sword. I appreciate that. Uh, he's going to pull out his short sword and swing at the bats. Swing at the bats. Yes. Hits. Ah, does four damage. So that is reduced to two. On that sword. Uh... Okay, you see him slash his sword through this cloud of bats, and uh, uh, numerous bats suddenly fall down limp onto the ground. Uh, And he will use his bonus action to give helpful on that swarm, granting anyone who attacks it advantage. Okay, Lovelace, you are up. Get! 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 (laughs) I think just, like, swinging wildly. Um around at these friends. Okay. Um, I'm too confused and exhausted to rage, I guess. Like, there's no clear path. It's just like, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're out of rages. I, I'm out said? of yeah. rages. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think just like, I mean, using a like, stick to like, yeah. bat at like, moths. Bats? Bat at bats. Yeah, so I'm just gonna take some pike swings, I guess. Um, Attacking the one uh, that Manfred gave the help on. Okay. So this is with advantage without having to get disadvantage. Okay. Uh, 20 and 22 to hit. Yeah, both of those hit. Uh, eight damage on the first hit. Okay. Uh, that was on the one that Manfred, you said that Manfred did. Okay, so that is four damage. Uh, go ahead and make your next attack. And then 22 is on the second attack, and that's 14 damage. Okay, so with two decisive strikes, uh, that... uh they're not decisive. Very right, clearly, right. Just, just like just doing this with your your flailing of this pike. Um, as as you come to rest on your like final like swing, you just see now that all the bats surrounding Kadam, there's like one left that's just like, and it's it flies out of the cave over everyone's head, and there's just like a pile of bats at Kadam's feet. Um, <laughs> Which I feel really bad about, but it's okay. I do too. Get it. We can leave. Well, we don't gotta fight these things. Get out of here. I think uh, Lovelace yells. Okay. So that bat swarm is dealt with. Um, and anything else for you, Kadam? Or sorry, Lovelace? Nope. Okay. I'm mean, uh, not gonna like not stand in front of everybody. That's kind of my job. But uh, <laughs> uh, Renwin. I mean, Brenwin will shoot a little dart at the one that's harrying you. Um, they are hairy. Uh, this is still made not at disadvantage, so yeah, he hits. Hey, look at that. Oh, wait. Not, why did I roll two? Uh, okay, so six damage to that one. Which is reduced. Okay. Uh, and he starts backing out, um, like, like, waving for everybody to leave. However, on the bat's turn, the one that's swarming around you, Lovelace, you, uh, yeah, you, you see them, that, that displacement effect, something (laughs) coming back on, on all these bats around you, and they all swirl up over your head and start flying down the tunnel out and away. So they're flying over your head, Kadam, over Manfred, over Renwins. Everybody can make attack of opportunities if you would like, as they are fleeing out of the cave away from all of you. 
Ah, they're an important part of this ecosystem. Okay, so... Yeah, if they're leaving, I'm not going to stop them. Okay, they fly out um, and they use their movement to flee. Uh, they actually go, you watch as they curve around this, this like, mineshaft and they're going towards the um, dark, like, back towards where the mean locks were nesting. Um, so they fly out of sight. You're muted. It, really? Is there an exit out there? Uh, so they fly in that direction. The other swarm, however, hasn't been touched, and they come swooping down, swirling around you, Lovelace. Um, so they are going to start nipping at you. 20 to hit. Okay. Uh, and you take four points? Hold on. They get a bonus? Nope. You take four points of piercing damage from that. I don't like it. Okay, Kadam, you are up. There's this one final swarm that's that's nipping and biting at Lovelace. You can see some of them have actually landed on Lovelace's shoulders, and uh, you actually see their little mouths like opening up and and biting into the flesh and like pulling these little chunks out. Oh, uh, uh, word of radiance again, because that worked well last time. Okay. Another con save, please. Another con save. Here we go. Uh, 14. That fails. Okay. Um, uh, six points of radiant damage. Six points. Okay. So with another burst of <laughs> radiant light, uh, you see numerous bats fall down onto the ground. Um, and some of them's kind of up into the ceiling. Is that it for you, Kadam? Um, let's... Sure. Let's cast Cure Wounds. Okay. Um, on... On Lovelace? Yeah, Lovelace. Okay. Um, I think I think I'm good. Also, I don't think you can cast two. If I... Oh, wait, that's two actions. I'm sorry. Uh, I could do healing word. Yeah, it's fine. I got hit dice. Uh, I mean, if Kidam's gonna do it, Kidam should go ahead, but... I feel like all of us need healing right now. Oh, no, I said I was gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Okay, go for it. Roll your hit dice. Wow, I just broke my die. What? I rolled a four, though, so that's eight points of healing. Um, oh, that makes me sad. That was not a dramatic roll <laughs> to break a die on. <laughs> I got rolled back. So. All right. Okay, well, now my d4 is slightly broken. Oh. Wait, can you hold it up? Can we see? I don't know. It's like... Yeah, how does a die break? Well, they're, they're gems. Oh, okay. I can't really see. Yeah. You'll have to take a picture later and send yeah. it. Yeah. We could post it on our socials because I'm curious. Uh, all right, so uh, with that, um, Kadam. That was just four healing. No, uh, four plus four is eight. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Um, with that, uh, Manfred comes up behind you, Kadam, pulling his pistol out, and he goes, "I'm so sorry, everybody, close your ears." Wait, um, no. And he fires his pistol at the swarm. Uh, Twenty-two to hit. 
I mean, my disorient them. It's loud. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, you're seeing the bats are starting to kind of breaking apart and flying above you, Lovelace. Many of them have come off of you from biting you. Uh, Lovelace, you are up. I don't want to kill him. Okay. I, I, I think I just take the dodge action and try to shoot him away. Be like, get out. We're okay. just passing through. Okay. Make Sh- animal handling. Yeah. Make an animal handling. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Animal handling plus five. 23, my friend. Okay. So before, I'm not even going to get to Renwin as he's backing out of the cave. You're shooing them away, and these bats uh, come off of you and start swirling above your head. And then, much like the other group, they they fly out over all of your heads, and they go flying down the the mine shaft back towards where the mean lock layer is and disappear out of sight. That was thoroughly unpleasant. Yeah, everyone all right? That was just weird. Yeah, bats aren't normally predatory creatures. They're keystone, uh, not keystone, but they're like important parts of the ecosystem. I, I've never met a bat, a bat like that. <laughs> it's a centaur word. Oh, all right. I, I've, I've heard of this in books, uh, it's ecosystems. <laughs> it is a thing. Um, okay, with that, um, you are now standing inside of this chamber. You can, you can see all of the, the guano on the ground before you, um, as well as uh, there is... Um, you can see there's a, a bunch of old worn pickaxes and tools. There's an, a, a busted minecart off to one side. Um, and then there are these little spurs into the rock that kind of go off and come to an end where you can see there's many like uh, tool marks on the walls. Manfred does scurry in past both of you and and starts like carefully inspecting the rock. Uh, But while he's doing that, would either of you like to do anything while he's kind of poking around this chamber? I'm like, just like, like bandaging, like kind of brushing off like these bites. Maybe, like, I've gotten out, like, a small thing of, like, lotion or oil and just, like, rubbing on the, like, kind of, like, inflamed bits. Yeah. yeah. Don't want these to get infected. Yeah. I think I'm actually not paying terribly much attention to the people here, and I'm just kind of leaning against one of the walls, staring off into the middle distance, arms crossed. Okay. Hey, you know, that was a neat trick with the... Uh, White and burst. Was that another uh, surprise for you as much as us? Sort of. Yeah, I suppose. I haven't done that one before. Something the matter? Oh, there's a lot of this. That's... It ain't a surprise when I do it, even though I don't necessarily know that I could have. This just don't feel right. I'm gonna push off the wall and head back down the corridor. Okay. Uh, after some time, Monfrey comes back to you, Lovelace. 
unfortunately don't see any there seems to be a dead end looks like they were working through here but didn't find anything my suspicion is that they tapped whatever vein was here and they continued pushing and that collapse occurred and perhaps there's something beyond the rubble but if what you say is true there's a vein within that awful place we are just in well, I ain't going back in there today, any rate. Yeah, it's not not today. Uh, as much as I want to head home, we need to regroup and go carefully back in there so I can take a closer look. Then we can go. That, that's, that's the final thing. We at least know where it is. Fair enough, let's head out then. Yeah. Maybe get get some lunch. It's getting a little bit late. Okay. Uh, so, as you both head out into the hall, you don't actually... actually yeah. I, I would like to like just go and take a look down the path where the bats went and like see if I can see where they flew out. Okay. Sure. Uh, uh, but if I still see them and they're like hanging around in wait, <laughs> I don't want to re-engage that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. situation. Of course. You do see um, the all the bodies of the bats on the ground before you. Um, I don't know if I killed a lot. Maybe like them dying is them just like dispersing and getting scared. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some because of they fainted the, like the, Pokemon. Yeah, they wake up and ah, they fly away. I mean, no, there there are definitely some dead bodies from the radiant light for sure. Maybe the ones yeah, you hit were more. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, they they it's it's funny. You look down at them and they have these very like slick black bodies. You know, the furs like very tightly packed. Um, but their ears are really large and elongated with these little tufts on the end. Um, and you notice that uh, they, the, despite the fact that they have, like, normal bats, they have these little feet down at the bottom for clinging onto the wall and stuff, and then they're, they're, they're like bat-like wings. But you do see that kind of tucked up uh, underneath the chest, like, um, where the clavicle would be, there's like a second pair of little arms that are tucked up in there, kind of splayed out. Um, and the teeth themselves are filled with lots of rows of little, little sharp teeth. Um, so they, they look not like bats you're used to. Um, but Lovelace, as you are heading out and Monfred's following you, Kadam, you've wandered off down the hall. Um, what would you like to do as you head back towards that collapsed section of the cave. I want to go back to the mean lock's hole. Okay. You see it and there before you. Just stand in front of it. Okay. And stare and think. Just kind of mutter to myself. Oh, 
I think it's I think it's just kind of in quick succession. I feel like this should have been easier, more straightforward. No. No, that is that is an arrogant thought. We need to relax a little bit more into this. This ain't right though. What's going wrong here? What am I missing? And just kind of be angry at the hole. <laughs> sure. Well, as you're standing there in front of the hole, muttering to yourself, waving your arms, um, you, I, I don't know if you hear it or not, but but lovely, so you start to come around the corner and see Kadam sitting there muttering and waving their arms in the air in front of the, uh, the entrance to the Meanlock Lair. Um, yeah. Do you want to do anything, Lovelace? I think my presence is now and just clip, clip, clip. Yeah. Clip. clip. Soft. Slow. Yeah. Clip. Hey. Did you find anything? Just looking for the bats. You? Oh. You see where they get out of here? No. I haven't seen any of them. There's got to be a hole here somewhere, and I think I'm just, like, raising a torch up towards the, like, roof. To mm-hmm. see if there's like a small like crag or something. Okay, make a perception check. Uh, gentleman's twenty. So you're waving the torch around at the ceiling. You don't see any holes or crags, and as you lower it down and kind of peer towards the meanlock hole, you can hear. I'll say that you don't necessarily hear it. It's it's odd. As you peer through, you see a couple of, in the far distance, like just outside of your view of light, you see a couple of uh, small shapes kind of flitter past your field of view um, deeper within the Meanlock Warren. Fascinating. I think they went down in there. Are they meanlock bats? Are they bats that suffered incredible torment and then became meanlocks? I don't know. I'm thinking that there's just a hole that both the meanlocks and the bats were using to get outside somewhere in there. Lots of crannies in that little network that we didn't go down. Certainly we did not explore that whole thing. Just, it's good to know. I'm inclined to leave them. Oh yeah, I, I ain't following. I just wanted to know if there's another way out of here. Seems like useful information. Nathan, do I know anything about fey worship of deities or fey sacrifices? What use would those waist-high blocks of stone covered in dried blood be? Yeah. Uh, make a um, make a religion check. Mm-hmm. Religion. Uh, twenty-three. Okay. Yeah. Um. Perhaps it was something that you read in the book that was back at uh, the house. Um, 
Mm. I'm forgetting the name of the person, but um, the mayor's Lee. house. Lee Duvizin. Lee Duvizin, yeah. Um, there was uh, a passage in there that described how the Meanlocks would uh, Meanlocks torment their captors to then create more Meanlocks. Uh, and they often do it, they'll often have a site for doing it, a place for doing it. Um, and it usually involves restraining them on a surface, uh, usually some kind of almost sacrificial uh, display of some sort to restrain their victims, and then they uh, resume tormenting them for hours until they eventually go through a metamorphosis and transform into a Meanlock. Alright. So you you surmise that those stone slabs were of Meanlock make? Um, How they are created is a little fuzzy on the book that you read. They're not sure. Mm -hmm. Would I know whether like was the place significant and so they chose this place to to transform the their victims right or um, is it significant because that's the just the place they set up yeah i mean we know of a traumatic thing that happened in this place right but like that that area in particular it, it's it's not necessarily going to be like significant because of where it is. It's just that it is a place where they do it. It's not that it has to be, like, tied to something. Right. All right. Um, I mean, kind of going off of that, from that same book as a reminder, Meanlocks tend to manifest in places where the veil is thin between the Feywild and the Material Plane. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. And it occurs when there is severe trauma it can create these beings or these beings are it's it's unclear whether they literally spring from the ground which is what the book seems to imply um or if they are perhaps drawn to it the source of it mm-hmm. but, but the book is you know a little more whimsical and talks of it in a way of like they spring out of the rocks so all right I mean, we saw them springing out of the rocks. Them shadows. Yeah. Kidon, what you got on your mind? I see you're noodling on something. Yeah, I am. I don't think that... We ain't hearing whispers anymore. That's That's good. That's a step in the right direction. We have not solved the issues here one of them's relatively easy we just we take all these people's objects back up to the surface let them breathe again yeah lay yeah. to rest as best we can but the veil is still thin here I don't know how to f- how do you make a down comforter between between realms Oh. I don't know, like some sort of could you like consecrate the ground or something? Like do your death doula in? You got 
Yeah. I mean, if this place responds to emotions. That's true. How? How do you ask a place about its feelings? I've got some ideas now. You're right. This place does respond to emotions. And right now I'm just throwing frustration at it. And that ain't... That ain't helpful. You'll probably think better. Uh, you got some food in you. Let's go get lunch. That's true. I am hungry. <laughs> all right. Let's go get lunch. Okay. You all work your way back up out of the tunnel and make your way into uh, the entry entrance to the mine. Stepping out, you can see that that thick mist that has been clinging to the area, it does seem to be lightning ever so slightly, and you're seeing that diffused sunlight coming through and little breaks in the mist above, and you can see hints of blue periodically peering out, but then quickly being swallowed up again by the mist. Uh, But you still stand here at the entrance, it is very quiet. Not many birds, not any really, and just the mist swirling around you. Uh, you know the town lies up ahead down this little canyon, but what would you all like to do? Climb up on a bluff and have some lunch? <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll for this easy enough. You're able to get up above the town and set up on a little bluff. You manage to actually pop out of the mist, and you can see it seems to be clinging down below. You just see every once in a while the dark shapes of the buildings poking out. But as you pull up out of the mist and sit up on this granite bluff, you're greeted with a beautiful blue sky above, and just the sound of the evergreens blowing in the wind around you. Uh, But sit down and start having lunch. Uh, Renwin and Manfred eagerly lay back. Uh, I was start, thinking spread eagle start, the sky. Start, start uh, eating their food. Um, yeah. You can both take a short rest if you'd like. Thank you. I would like that, please. Gonna spend some hit dice. Oh, yeah. One D twelve, get to roll some D twelves. Sure, I will roll for Monfred. I don't know if I need to really keep track of this too closely. Hey hey. Good job, Monfred. I mean, what are the chances that we're going to get into another combat encounter? It's probably fine. I'm sure it's fine. 55 hit points is more than enough for anybody. (laughs) You're a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Or are the monsters the real monster? Not us. That's too easy. (laughs) It really makes you think. Really makes you think. Are the monsters the real monsters? What a twist! <laughs> Honestly, it's funny because, like, I mean, it's fine. But yeah, there there has been there's been a, quite a lot of stories now 
of the monsters not being the monsters. So it's like you almost wonder if that pendulum's going to come back around, right? Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Yeah. I'll let my light fade. It'll recast it and just lie there, face up toward the sun. Yeah. Eyes closed. Actually, that's a good point. All of your torches are probably getting really low, so I don't know if you necessarily have them out while you're sitting up on this bluff. Um... But yeah. How much silver y'all got? Silver? Yeah. Or iron Um, you're willing to part with. Couple pieces? Five? I don't know, what's ever in my pocket? Yeah. Uh... Got an idea. I don't know if it'll work. I have about eight pieces silver on me. Yeah, same. Sixteen plus five is nineteen, right? No, twenty-one. Uh, I got about twenty. Right. Forty-one pieces of silver. Oh, and uh, but uh, yeah, now I uh. But expect to be paid back, you know, if I uh, give this up. Just, I mean, I know we just went through, like, life and death situation. I have no idea why you need the silver. It's going to save my life, but sure. <laughs> I'll give it up, but, uh, you know, if we get out of here alive, just say. I can, I can pay you back. And I'll just toss in two gold. Works for me. And he'll pass you 20 silver. Okay. Um. Pass you my five. What you doing, Kidon? If I have a hundred golds worth of powdered silver and iron, I might be able to do something. Uh, okay, that's my eight silver. Thanks. <laughs> I think most of it's gonna need to be iron. You have iron? <laughs> There's a blacksmith back there in uh in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. Let's I don't go. really have iron. Yeah, let's let's go check that. Okay. Uh, okay. So you all finish your short rest, and you want to head back into town to the blacksmith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You climb down the bluff and back into the mist. And when you get to the blacksmith's place, uh, stepping inside, you just see this old abandoned uh, blacksmith with a cold forge in one corner. You can see some rusted tools. There's grass growing up between the floorboards in multiple places, and the roof has caved in and others. Um, Why don't you both, or one of you, do investigation checks? Uh, with one of you can do it with advantage, or you can both do it separately. Take advantage. Keep that. Cool. Thanks. Um, and I would have knocked on the door before entering and asked permission from Tormund and Blennis okay. you know, if we can come in. This one. Just, just in case. Yeah. 
Oh, that's okay. Man, am I grateful for that advantage. 19. Wow, okay. Uh, you... Oh, yeah, okay. So you find a couple things. Uh, you do see in one corner very oxidized, rusted uh, iron, like iron ingots and some raw iron. Um, there Beautiful. is quite a bit just like left in a, um, I don't know how a blacksmith is set up, but it will just say it's scattered on the floor. Like it probably was stored somewhere and over time it's just been discarded. Uh, you also find, uh, as you're, you're picking through it, you see one of the, the floor panels, as you pick up one of these pieces of iron, it seems to kind of lift up a bit. And it looks like it, it's it was probably it, it's warped with the weathering, so it's come out of its little notch. But it looks like it was purposely built to be like a false panel in the floor. Mm -hmm. Underneath, peel it up, and it, it it kind of pops out, and you look in, and you see this. Um, it, it's it's a relatively small opening, maybe like uh, a foot to a foot and a half by like eight inches or something as you pull this floorboard up. But underneath there's a relatively bigger space that's been kind of built to, to store things. And oh. there is a steel shield lying under there with beautiful platinum filigree uh, in the shape of winding serpents that runs along the edges of it. Um, there's also two short swords with platinum filigree on the hilt and pommel um, in, similar, in a similar serpent motif. Uh, and then there is a stack of very nice, like, iron ingots, ten iron ingots resting within there that are more like, um, well, they're ingots, right? The stuff you found in the corner was, was more raw uh, there's still mm. bits of rock in it, and these are actual iron ingots. Um, there are ten of those. Uh, they are technically one gold piece each, but you know, it's iron ingots. I will, I will grant you if you can, if you want to use that as your your spell component. No well, problem. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm taking everything I can. Yeah, I mean they're worth one gold in their raw ingot form, but if we do some processing to them that can like add value to a raw material <laughs> such as powdering them yeah <laughs> it, I making mean, them worth more yeah it's fine i'm again i'm not gonna get too hung up on it like you found iron ingots and there's 10 of these like like yeah you will i i don't know how the the magic works like if it's going to powderize it via the casting of it or if you want to actually get into the specifics of i'm i need Powder. I need it powdered. Okay, then yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. How are you gonna powder these iron ingots? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh. Lovelace, you're the one with biceps. You got a nineteen, right? I did. Okay, find one more thing. This is exciting. Man, there's we have not gotten a good loot drop this any of these campaigns so far. Nope. I'm still excited. You, you see uh, uh, you, you, you see inside of this compartment, there is, uh, you almost would have missed it, but it looks like there's one more little false panel inside of there, like a, a separate 
container. And as you push on it, it it's actually constructed such that when you push in on it and put push pressure on it, you feel something like unhinge, and then it kind of pops open. And resting in there is a ring, beautiful looking platinum ring that has these like waves um, engraved all along it. Um, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I will just, I will pull all of this out. Okay. Lovelace, you want these in, uh, platinum in filigreed short swords? They seem like something you might enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) I think Lovelace is just kind of like dumbstruck. Like she's maybe never like held something like this expensive that could be hers like maybe like moving cargo around mm-hmm. it's like no, I, you know, I'm not, I can't take what I mean you don't have to I mean I'm not gonna say no these are beautiful Did where'd you find these Who's uh, under this floorboard Who's here probably Tormund and Blennis yeah that, that tracks I, I give them a couple swings how do they feel? They feel great. Yeah. Like 5% more efficient <laughs> at attacking. More them. likely to hit people. <laughs> um, Let me get I a bloodstone. Take... I'm going to, I'm going to uh, take care of these. Like age has kind of like filled their edges. And I think uh, Lovelace is going to spend a little bit of time getting to know them. Like maybe. Okay. Yeah. Them. Okay. okay. That will take an hour. Uh, we got time. We got lunch. Yeah. Okay. So you right. you spend some time with these swords. Um, and the shield. I want the shield too. Okay. Oh. No, uh, wait, you can have the shield. You're, you have a lower AC than I do. Yeah. Go ahead. No, so no, no, I, I I need two hands. As you, so you're gonna spend an hour in here, just like figuring out what these swords are all about. While Kadam, are you gonna figure out, try to figure out a way to? To powderize this iron? Yeah, I think I will take 10 minutes to cast Detect Magic to see, like, and pull out all of our objects that we have gotten and see what's magical, if anything, and then I will apply myself towards All right, the goggles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Powdering my materials. Yes. Okay. So you sit down for 10 minutes, focusing in on these items, and after 10 minutes, you sense a magical aura coming off the goggles. Mm-hmm. A magical aura coming off uh, the the ring. And one of the swords has a magical aura coming off of it. Um, for the... I'm trying to think of the schools of magic... For the goggles, probably like transmutation. Transmutation? Yeah, is my guess. Um, same with the ring, actually. Uh, and for the sword, it's I, I think it's like I think it's like evocation or evocation. something. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's I mean it's it again, these are also are not like I mean they're they're clearly magical, but they're not like this like blinding aura. Like these are magical. They're just not potent magic. Okay. 
What about the um, the ivory drinking horn? No. That is okay. Not. That's just nice. And while we're at it, how much in that coin pouch? Yeah, let me uh, let me give you all the let me give you all the worth of everything. We'll just do that now because um, you also good. have Renwin and Monfred, and also I don't want to mm-hmm. get too too caught up in that kind of stuff. Um, so the shield uh, is worth fifty gold with the platinum filigree around it. Um, the one short sword, um, both of them have that serpent motif. Uh, however, the one that's radiating the magic. Honestly, I'll, I'm going to leave this to you, Olive, if you want to describe some of the details of that sword. It does have a ser- some some serpenty thing to it, but yeah. Um, but before you do that, let's get to the homework here. Um, so the, the one short sword is worth 25 gold with the platinum on it. Uh, the horn, the drinking horn, is 150 gold. Ooh. The pouch has 50 gold in it. Uh, and the dice, I mean, they're really nice dice. You might be able to hawk them for something, but mm-hmm. not really a value worth stating here. Uh, was there anything else that you had that might be Comb worth- in the shape of a harp, uh, <laughs> a paring knife with the letters DB inscribed upon them, a glass blue eye, and a whistle. Right, okay, those are all the things that you collected. Right, okay. Um, and Keith Darney's Moldy Diary. Keith Darney's Moldy Diary, and a steel helmet with a space for a candle in it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, all of those things... <laughs> a candle or dynamite? <laughs> all of those things uh, don't necessarily have a value to them that okay. I can give you right, right offhand. Those are things that, like, if you decide you want to try to sell them, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a whole thing. Is the comb? Is it a decorative comb, or is it something that you brush your hair with? I like hair things. Oh wait, wait! Did you get the comb inside of? In the in the mine. You got it in the mine. Okay. You did get it. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong spot. Here we go. Wait a minute. We aren't. We aren't selling those. Those are the personal effects that we're <laughs> burying while well, exposing to air, so that they Got can it. breathe again. You said a comb. What did you ask about the comb? Comb in the shape of a harp. Um, I was asking how much money it was worth, but Kidon don't care about right. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, the comb also it's 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 too worn and damaged to really be of value. You might again, you might be able to sell some of these things if you wanted to. Yeah. You might be able to sell some of these things, but yeah, all of that stuff is very worn, like with the H and stuff. So. All right. Thank you. And then yeah, I guess I'm looking. If they were plant materials, I'd say a mortar and pestle, but uh, I don't know how to powder metal. I think you gotta get shavings somehow. And so, like, some sort of whittling. I'll, I'll give you this. With, with that investigation check that you made, and, and like, Monfred and, well, I would probably actually, yeah, Monfred and Renwin would come over and start helping you. Um, you find some very old worn tools. Uh, 
I've never done blacksmithing, so I'm not sure how it worked, but I think you might be on the right track. Olive, I bet it is some kind of file. Yeah, we need Winged Scribe. Yeah, right? I, yeah, is, is Winged Scribe? <laughs> Winged Scribe, I don't think, is in chat tonight. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they'll, you can, we can talk to them later at some point and find out. <laughs> but yes, you find the tools necessary to powderize the iron it is going to take some time so you are going to have to sit here for a good while probably longer than the hour so we'll say like two hours you're sitting there having to powderize this but you all settle down for a while inside the blacksmith shop kadam you getting help from manfred renwin sitting in a corner drinking um as you are grinding up this iron and collecting this this like you find like a a wooden bowl or something that's still managed like salvageable to start collecting this this powdered iron um lovelace after an hour the short sword is a plus one short sword uh what um what do you think the details of this one look like it is it is does have different designs than the other one it does have serpent you know motifs running through it but Mm -hmm. um what are the finer details yeah, I've, I've been trying to think. I want them to be, like, a pair in yeah. some way. So, like, one could be, like, a serpent's head and the other, like, a serpent's tail somehow. Yeah. Um, and so, like... We'll, we'll say, too, the one that doesn't have the enchantment on it is it's maybe, like, a little smaller. Like, oh, maybe it's, like, a disarming sword, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I was thinking, like, what are interesting, like, serpent tails for maybe that one? Like... Does it rattle in some way? That seems really distracting and bad. So, like, what's a good kind of, like, way to incorporate rattling into a sword? Like, maybe it, like, whistles a little bit. Oh, when you swing it? Yeah, yeah there's, there's little like, holes. In some that, way? Yeah, it will say it has... It it it, uh, it looks... Maybe you've encountered these before from your home, um, but it does. It has this strange kind of rattlesnake shape on the end of the hilt on the pommel, and there are tiny little holes running through it. And when you start swinging it around, it makes this like whistling sound yeah, uh, for yeah, the disarming yeah. sword. Oh, and it's like these like diamond kind of things down the hilt. Oh, like the diamond back. The diamond back. So then the yeah. other one also has the diamond back pattern uh-huh. running through it. And then it goes uh, where the pommel is, is where the head is like rearing back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like the hilt things are like little like fangs. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So th- you have a plus one short sword with a, a diamond back plus one short sword. Um, super cool. Yeah. You guys are so cool. <laughs> uh, you got your... This is this is exciting for me because I feel like with the last couple, you all haven't really gotten like magic items. So. No, well, this <laughs> is the first one. Yeah. Except, like maybe those books... Well, there was there was a few things. Uh, there was a couple things in the mansion that you just didn't find. So I was like, Ugh. Uh, so yeah, like a broom, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is this is exciting. I'm excited mm-hmm. for you both. Um, and yeah, you don't know necessarily what the. I mean, yeah, I guess if you want to. Well, okay. Does anybody mess with the goggles? Oh right. I'll probably like put them on. You put them on, everything becomes really bright and uncomfortable to look through because you have dark vision. So it's like amplifying. No, that's just unpleasant. I don't know what that's about. Oh, let me see. Wall voice puts them on. 
I mean, the world becomes brighter, but it's not so bright that it's, you know, hard to see. Um, but you do look into darkened corners. And, I mean, you've actually experienced this now because of your boon. You see within the dark shadows, it is it is lit up, a bit, or not lit up, but it's like a black and white view of that, that the details. and like. Oh, that's mighty useful. Yeah. So those John, are... I think these let me see in the dark. Oh, that uh, is mighty useful. Well, yeah. You, you keep that short sword and you keep those goggles and you're well on your way well, to... I'm becoming an anime character and I have goggles on my pants. Magical swords. Yeah, this is great. Also, um, just not to sidetrack too much, but um, someone who's watching tonight, Mara the Ranger, who is... She's my, my partner. Um, in our home game she really wanted those goggles and did a whole thing of like buying them like over the course of a year and it took her like based on the roles that she did she like it turned into this thing where it took an entire year and she had to use all of her gold to buy these goggles <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Gosh. anyways um yeah so uh lovelace you have uh goggles of the night i think since you're using D D beyond you can literally add those to your inventory and then equip them. Um, and then the ring, it's magical, but it's not as, uh, I don't think it's as immediately clear what it does. Like you'd have mm -hmm. to tune to that. I will slip it on my finger and just leave it. I have more important matters to address at the moment. Okay. So, after the two hours, uh, Kanam, you have this a pile of powdered iron in this this like wooden bowl you've managed to salvage. Um, you do it, the, the ring itself as you're wearing it, and the hour passes. Uh, it you realize it doesn't it doesn't require attunement, um, but you feel I don't know how this stuff works. Maybe you see flashes like images in your head, um, just brief of running water. Uh, and, and almost like from the perspective of a fish, and you're just gliding through the water like it's nothing. Um, it is a ring of swimming. It does not require attunement, so oh. anybody could wear it at any point. That's nice, because I don't know how to swim. There you go. Uh, I also love that you would, that you have that as part of your character, and if, that's that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, it's a ring of swimming. So whoever would wants to wear it, Kadam, you're welcome to hold on to it. Um, you are not using D and D Beyond, so you could also you could look it up, of course. But I could just tell you, uh, your swim you now have a swim speed of forty feet. Forty. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I mean, you succeeded on the I'll investigation. I'll say the torment and <laughs> So that that was pretty amazing. You got that high of a check because that thing was also, really hard to find. Here, yeah, like the only reason we just came back here was because of like a spell component that was like. Yeah. Usually, it's like for flavor, like what those things are. So, like, I love it that this sent us back here specifically. I, uh -huh. I'm, I'm shocked too. Like, I forgot <laughs> that this was all here, and then when, because I was same thing. I was like, oh yeah, okay, doing this for the spell component, and then you got here and rolled the check, and I was like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of shit in here, <laughs> like just hiding. <laughs> like, uh, 
I'm a li- I'm excited for you both. Um, so so I now like have thirty nine point one golds worth of powdered silver and uh, iron. That's including the twenty five silver I have just in my pocket for cast and ceremony. Mm-hmm. I am not halfway there yet. So. I, again, like, I mean, depending on how you want to play this, but I'm, I'm okay with saying that with the amount of iron that's in the shop that you've managed to grind up, you have enough of it. And I think it's actually kind of true what, what Lovelace said is like, it's, it's so weird to, to, to put a monetary value to like getting it into powdered iron, considering that a shopkeep would probably sell powdered iron. It wouldn't be like one bar that's one gold worth would then be one gold worth of powdered iron. It would probably be mm. like way more because it's so labor intensive to to do that. So I think I think it's fine. You have the like the weight necessary right. of iron. Yeah. All right. Well, that's this is something. Um, tomorrow morning, I would like to go back in there. I, I mean, I suppose I nod towards Manfred. I suppose we're going back in there for other reasons as well. But I would like to spend some time at the entrance there and see if see if there's something I can't do. We can't do even to. To make a down comforter, as it were. <laughs> I like that idea of a warm, soft, comfortable thing that's also really thick between here and the same line. <laughs> Amazing. I feel like, just talking out of character, we got like a couple different options. We could try to just like put up walls like this. Again, to kind of like mitigate the harm and just like get it to heal over. Mm-hmm. Or we could try to like, I don't know, like a down comforter can just like rip open. And open like if we, I don't know, did something to like consecrate the ground or like, I mean. Yeah. So it's, speaking again, like, out of what, what are our motivations for this? Like, do we want to just make this? thing go away so we can just like tear more metal and ore out of the land like any kind of reconciliation that we might have here would be like poisoned by that if that's like our end goal right like we just want this to sweep this problem away so we can repeat the mistake oh i mean again speaking out of character no yeah. not at all uh i mean kadam is entirely uninterested in reporting back to box of screws that we, we have found platinum. Um, they're hoping to work on Manfred. Yeah, I regret saying back. anything. <laughs> you said it. Yep, I did. Just don't find it again <laughs> when we go back in. <laughs> yeah, I was in that, like, the era with all the pools. We it, were just attacked it, by the Black Ooze. It was, it was in the... It, it was in the area with the black, the no, ooze, it was, in the black pools. Wait, 
was it in the black? It was in the area with the black. I think it was. No, all the Oh, sorry. I sometimes have trouble. Wait, are you saying this is Lovelace or is Olive? Lovelace now. Oh, all right. I mean, I believe you. I didn't see any. I'm gonna, need you to ma- I'm gonna need you to make a deception check. <laughs> my passive insight is 17. <laughs> I would love to do that with my plus zero. Could I get advantage if like Kidon picks up on it fast enough? Kadam has a, ma- a, a huge um, insight bonus. So Kadam, despite not, not lying to Kidam, despite yeah yeah, despite these with despite these antics uh, <laughs> of the confusion. We'll say that in real time, it was probably something where Kadam immediately picked up. And also, we've set a precedent that Kadam has been known to lie. So, Kadam, you immediately pick up on what Lovelace is doing. Um, what do you do to aid in this? Just, like, agree? Are you adding anything to it? Do you think that we can take care of the ooze? That thing was nasty. Yeah, I... I'd want to hear some ideas about how to deal with it, besides hitting a puddle with sticks. I have one more of these, but it didn't really seem to uh, do enough damage. It did seem slow, though, so perhaps if we can see it before uh, it surprises us, we can pick it off, backing away slowly, uh, hitting it at a distance. So throwing six at it is your idea? Yeah, just, but in more methodically, not get close to it. How much time do you need with uh, this ore? Like, maybe one of us could draw it away, and you could... Go look in there. A handful of minutes at most. I might even be able to uh, identify it in a matter of seconds as long as it... It just depends how much there is and how exposed it is. Okay, cool. We're gonna head in tomorrow. I'm not going back in there today. Ah, sounds good. Um... Make that deception check with advantage. We kind of blew past uh, that. So right I think I think I think I'm not gonna like unless you know he like presses to be like exactly where it is. I want to see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll leave it. We'll leave it to the to the moment. Um. All right. So with all of that in place, though, do you know what you all want to do for the rest of the day before you head back in tomorrow? Search the other houses. Like, yeah, that seems pretty fruitful. Okay. Um, search for interesting items, yeah, but also um, I want more uh, of like an understanding of who these items that we found might belong to. Sure. Like, so why don't you both for this? For, so, so same thing. Um, investigation checks from either both of you or one of you with advantage. Uh, and this will just be for the town, and this will just kind of mop up you finding whatever is there. 
Uh, what'd you get? With advantage, a five. Okay, so... That's fair. Going through, going through house by house. Uh, I'll give you this for one thing. The, 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 the um, blacksmith, you do find a, an old sign that's like sitting in the grass as you leave. And as you pull it up uh, and look at it, the blacksmith shop seemed to be, it had a name. It was called the Wand and Hammer for whatever that's worth. Um, but going through the rest of the town... You find a stonemason's workshop, uh, and it looks like there are several unfinished gravestones uh, inside of the shop itself. Um, and you have names on them? There's only one left that there's a bit of a name left. Uh, and it reads, Adeline Crean, may you all... There's, it doesn't finish. It was like partially done. Uh, it says, "Oh wow!" <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> really impressive that managed to carve that into stone while we can uh, murdered. <laughs> I had to drop a Monty Python reference because. You know. Oh yes. Um, you can we take that with us. <laughs> if you want, it's a well. We're gonna put it as a big gravestone. You don't have horses anymore. Carted up Ooh. to the um, to the oh, cemetery. To the cemetery. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I thought you meant to get all the way back to to Marin. <laughs> um, so, other than that, though, all of the houses are pretty much just you know dilapidated and run down. You're not finding much. You find like a couple of uh, of little things like old tools. Um, things of that nature, but nothing that really, you know, stands out. You do find, though, in one of the homes, uh, like, scratched into the wall, text that reads, I can see them, I can always see them. Uh, and you find a few more little things like that that hint at what happened here. Solid environmental storytelling is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, you do, as you uh, pass by the mayor's house, though, as the light is starting to get a bit dimmer and this fog blowing through, you, start to, you start to hear whispers creeping back into your oh, mind. Dang it. Guess um, there's still that one in the manor. And... Yeah. As you look up at the house, you can see in one of the empty windows a shape just pull out of sight, a dark, hunched shape. Let's try to take care of that before dark, huh? You're all right. I wish we'd figured out a way to take care of them without killing them. But... Yeah, let's go. Okay. So, for the sake of this, because there's only one, and we're almost at nine o'clock here. I would like to ask you both, like, in a more narrative way, you know, what happens here? Like, how, how do you dispose of this thing? Do you corner it? Like, because it, it does have the ability to, you've noticed, it can, it can warp around, but it is limited. It seems like it does it, and then it, it, you know, it doesn't always come back. Like, 
like you, there, it is possible to trap it. Um, and it seems to really abhor light. So I'm curious, like what, you know, what does this look like as you, you all file into the house? I think Renwin, uh, and, uh, Renwin stays outside in, in what daylight yeah, is there. Yeah, both of y'all stay outside. And Manfred will stay with him. And then the two of you go into the house. I think just fill every room with like lit torches, like fill it with as much like as light as we can. Okay. As you go through room by room, lighting these rooms up with torches, you eventually get to the final room that has not been lit on the top floor. Uh, here, I just want to quickly find. As you push open this door, you are greeted with darkness, and Kadam, you hold your light forward, and it illuminates the room, and you just see this figure push back into the corner, and you see it kind of... But it is unable to warp away as it... Um, and you can see it clinging to this small bed. It looks like a child's bed, and its claws digging into the wood. And as the light fills the room, you see resting underneath there's a weathered little stuffed toy just spilled out on the ground. Uh, and you see a mat matted fur covering what looks to be a, a very cartoonish bugbear, little stuffed bugbear, like just lying there on the ground. And this figure that's pushed up into the corner, its face twitching and looking at you, one of those periphery arms kind of reaches out and clings onto the bed, scratching into the wood. And you see that kind of dug into the knuckles itself, there is a signet ring. And mm -hmm. on it, there snow is a drop. snowdrop blossom in there. You both have this thing cornered. Lovelet, or Kidam. Yeah? If people can turn into these things, think there's a way to turn them back? There might be. There might be, but if there is, I don't know it. Only thought I got is like, do the reverse of it. Bring their pain out and hold them into the light. But it might just be torturing the poor thing. I think it would. While you're having this conversation, your mind is being assaulted with just screams uh, and you even hear, you hear uh, Kadam as you're trying to have this conversation, you hear Ada crying out in pain in your head. Um, Lovelace, you can hear your family members scre screaming, and every once in a while you see a small foal behind yeah. Lovelace lying on the ground. You, the, the mental s assault is like increasing as this thing is pushed into the corner. I'll slump down onto my knees and address Lee. I can see that you love this place so much. You put so much effort into making this place a good home for good people. I see that you were eager to make a living for yourself and for the people here under your care. 
You made some beautiful things with what you found in that mountain. It ain't your fault. It ain't your fault that you stumbled upon what you did. I don't know if there was any way you could have known. I'm sorry that this has happened. I'm sorry that you have been here so long, so scared, and in so much pain. You deserve a lot better than this. Just see it in the corner. You just hear those whispers swirling through your head. Do this, Lovelace. Yeah, I can. You don't have to be in here. No, no, I need to be. Okay, what do you both do? You don't have to describe it in detail, yeah. depending on what you do. I think I stop light on my bracelet. Okay. That will right, throw the room into darkness. Get on. I'm here. And you see the shape of it in the corner, and it's and it will warp away. Kiram, well, we had it. You want to go to sleep again? With that thing out there? I thought, I thought, I'm sorry, I... I'm sorry, I thought you were going to kill her. I mean, I thought that's what, I thought that was what you were going to do. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I was expecting that. I'm sorry, I just wanted her to be, I wanted her to feel a little bit safer. I think Lovelace just kind of like sits down next to Kidam in the dark. As you sit down with Kidam, comforting them, the silence is broken briefly with a. <laughs> Eventually, you hear footsteps coming up the stairs and those whispers. And you just hear a faint sigh in your heads as they come to a close. And you hear faint footsteps behind you. I, I got it outside. It was trying to flee. Thanks, Manfred. Everything okay? Did it hurt you? No. No, she didn't. I'll be outside with Fenrin. I don't hear anything in my head anymore. I think it might be, uh... And he leaves the room. 
as the two of you sit in this house, kind of reeling from everything that's happened, you start to hear as the light is fading outside a single cricket chirping outside. I turn my face into Lovelace's shoulder and just cry and cry. And with that, we will bring this session to a close as we leave Kadam and Lovelace in the dimly lit interior of the mayor's home. And we can just see resting on the floor there a small stuffed bugbear under the bed. Well, that was really intense. Um, yeah. Thank you both for participating. And it was very sad, but it was a very nice scene. Sad thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was. Uh, I was really trying to think of a way that it could yeah. have gone differently, but it just wasn't coming to me. And yeah. When that light went yeah. off, I. I reacted the way I thought it would. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, I was half expecting it to get at least one of them when mm -hmm. it got out there. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. But like that's I don't know. Sorry, just just to bring a little bit of humor back uh, for a moment. Weezy Freezy said that was more intense than Old Yeller. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you both. I always. Even God, it ain't fair. It ain't fair, Nathan. I'm it wasn't sorry. there. I know. It's just like tragedy upon tragedy. I know. And I'm sorry. They just became this like wound in the world, and we couldn't I know. help them. We can't win them all. No. I we can't. Yeah, I it, I didn't know. Like I I, I was yeah. I was trying to see if there was some other solution. I was waiting to see what you both did, and it it didn't come to me. I I couldn't think of like, you know. So. Yeah, I really liked this arc. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry it was so sad, but I'm glad you liked it. Uh, well, next time we'll just kind of wrap up everything, all the little loose ends of this arc. Um, and yeah, it'll it'll be very role play heavy. Um, not any really like dungeon delving, that kind of stuff. So, um, and I'll be curious to see what happens as we wrap it up. Are you both doing all right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, have a wonderful evening. See you on Monday. Good night. Good night.